Please turn in your divinely inspired and perfectly preserved King James Bible to Psalm chapter 10. According to the witness of Scripture and in the eyes of God, there are only two types of men, the righteous and the wicked. That's right. The elect and reprobates. That's right. Saints and sinners. The sheep and the goats. Yes. Vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. With that being said, how can we tell them apart? And more importantly, how can we know which group each of us belong to? Yes. Well, one very obvious way that we can know what camp we're in is by examining the thoughts and intents of our heart in light of God's word. Yes. Why? Because the way we think shows our true character, which guides and oftentimes determines the way we speak and act. Yes. So do we love the Lord Jesus Christ or not? While we're here on earth, our speak and actions are the strongest outward evidence of love for him yes. to those around us, and in turn, our election or reprobation. They certainly show born-again brothers and sisters of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether or not we are members of his family and joint heirs with him in the kingdom of God. Right. In my estimation, Psalm 10 is a passage of Scripture that can teach us much about a man's thoughts, both those of the righteous and those of the wicked. And our race has demonstrated a real problem in the way we think since the fall of mankind yes. in the Garden of Eden. You see, the Lord Jehovah knows our thoughts, and he takes great offense when they don't line up with his. Before he flooded the entire planet and destroyed all but eight chosen souls, the Bible says the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. This observation concerning the evil thoughts of men is repeated many times, and in many different ways throughout the Holy Scriptures, often followed by stern warnings for us to control them or be destroyed both for them and by them. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses, by the inspiration of God, instructs the Israelites, Beware that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him not. And he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. Much later, King Solomon instructed in the book of Proverbs, If thou hast done foolishly in lifting lifting up thyself, or if thou hast thought evil, lay thine hand upon thy mouth. Even later, Matthew recorded in chapter 9 and verse 4 of his gospel, And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? And yet later, more of Jesus' words concerning thoughts in chapter 15. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Yes. Natural men, because they are dead in trespasses and sins, have a heart problem and consequently a thought problem. Yes. Without the grace of God given to his elect through predestination, justification, a new birth, and sanctification... Through faithful preaching of sound doctrine, men are hopelessly condemned by their thoughts. They are destined to be ruled by them and shall never escape their own depravity. Most of us, or but for those of us who are born again, there's a struggle going on inside of our minds every minute of every day. 
And it is for this cause that we desperately need to know how to think in a way that pleases the Lord. We need to be able to quickly recognize wicked thoughts and repudiate them, especially when they are our own. The righteous meditations or thoughts of King David in the book of Psalms are a great place to learn how to do this. He was an inspired prophet and king who was a man after God's own heart and thought the way the Lord thinks. We can see this particularly in Psalm 10 because it establishes David's clear recognition of the connection between the wicked man's character, thoughts, and actions and how they were completely opposed to those of God. The Holy Spirit, through the pen of David, powerfully demonstrates in 18 short verses how evil character produces evil thoughts. He also shows us how evil thoughts elicit evil actions and consequently how evil actions, especially toward the poor and lowly, call down the righteous judgment of a holy God upon men. So Psalm 10. This is a psalm of David. It has two basic divisions. Uh, Verses 1 through 11 are David's complaint to the Lord concerning the character, thought life, conduct, and danger of the wicked. Verses 12 through 18 are David's appeal to the Lord to judge the wicked, to eradicate every trace of his life and deeds from the land, and preserve the humble there forever. Amen. As I read this psalm to you, please pay uh, attention to the frequent use of words and phrases pertaining to thought, such as imagined, heart's desire, thoughts, forgotten, and forget. Make sure to pay particular attention to the phrase, He hath said in his heart, Mm -hmm. which of its ten occurrences in Scripture appears three separate times in this chapter. Psalm 10, verse 1. Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth the covetous, whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud, Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. He lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor when he draweth him into his net. He croucheth and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face, he will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thine hand, forget not the humble. Amen. Wherefore doth the wicked man contemn God? He hath said in his heart, Thou wilt not require it. Thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest mischief and spite to requite it with thy hand. Amen. The poor committeth himself unto thee, thou art the helper of the fatherless. Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness till thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. Amen. The heathen are perished out of his land. Amen. 
Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear. To judge the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may no more oppress. For the sake of time, I won't conduct a verse-by-verse exposition of this psalm. However, there are a few verses that I would like to bring to your attention, namely verses 4 and 6. Verse 4. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. It's easy to see that this verse means that any man or woman who is an atheist most likely is not a child of God. While this is certainly true, this verse implies much more than that. It shows the total of depravity of man rather well. In light of this truth, examine your own heart and thoughts. Do you think of the God of the Bible often? Or do you perhaps let entire days or weeks go by without any meaningful meditation on His holiness, mercy, or other countless positive attributes? If the latter is true of you, you are behaving as those wicked persons whose pride will not allow them to seek after God. And you need to be saved from yourself. Repent. Uh, verse, uh, I have verse 5 here. Which one did? Oh, verse 6. Sorry. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. This self-delusion is so common among men, yes. especially in the foolishness of their youth. This idea that somehow negative circumstances are going to bypass the wicked hardens him in his wicked way. It causes him to neglect every duty that a righteous man would embrace out of fear of God and adoration of his beloved son. So men and brethren, what should we do? For starters, let us read and learn how to think in the the Psalms of David. In doing so, we can follow our great fathers of the faith like the Apostle Paul as he followed Christ. Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. Let us pray that in doing so, they'll bring forth righteous actions in us. Yes. Let us work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Right. Let us prove our own selves whether we be in the faith or not. Right. Amen. Amen. Amen.